It's been a while, but yes, it is time for another We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley, and I think I'm finally past like all the really, really super busy stuff on my schedule, although I'd say that with uh, high school boys and girls basketball tournaments right around the corner. We get into the Final Four and girls on Thursday at the University of Dayton, and we have boys regional action, and I'll be out and about covering regional action on Tuesday and Wednesday night. I love this time of year. And I wish I could tell you that I was more excited about Ohio State basketball right now, but ooh, ooh, man, if you're an Ohio State basketball fan like me and you were hoping that this year would be a sweet 16 at minimum uh, right now, are we not all just like hoping that is part of what lies ahead for this Ohio State basketball team that has hit the skids in a major, major, major way? Uh, We will discuss as we proceed through a March 7th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley, and I hope that you, even though I haven't been here for a couple weeks or maybe 10 days, are still ordering from our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Guess what? I spoke over the weekend at an awesome Men of God conference at Calvary Baptist Church in Bell Fountain, Ohio, and I met a guy I went to high school with who works for someone who is linked, a little inside joke there, with Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. And it's really funny how God uses people to help people doing things that help other people. And that's kind of what Hemisphere does. Sure, they sell coffee, and that helps you get through your day because you get great coffee, but Hemisphere Coffee Roasters buys from growers in countries like Nicaragua, Thailand, Indonesia, and those growers then do awesome things with that money, pump it into the local economy, help the local economy grow, help people make ends meet, and yes, plant churches in those areas. Not churches like you are thinking of with big buildings and steeples and stuff like that. No, no, no. These are house churches, but they need pastors to be paid so that they can do this on a full-time basis, and that's what some of your money when you patronize Hemisphere, goes towards spreading the gospel throughout the world. So you get great coffee, they perform a great mission, and everybody comes out a winner. You certainly will if you use the promo code We Tackle Life in all caps. You'll get 15% off when you order at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Free shipping on orders of $30 or more, and I would highly recommend you get $30 or more because then what you were going to pay for shipping, you can pay for in coffee, and that's a much better way to go. All right, let's get to the ugliness. Ohio State against Michigan Sunday, Value City Arena. It's senior day. And if you win this game, you in all likelihood get a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament and a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. And a double bye in the Big Ten tournament is nice because then you don't have to play on Wednesday. You don't have to play on Thursday and you zoom right into the semifinals. But Ohio State, well, they did not do that because they had a seven point lead against Michigan at halftime. And oh yeah, by the way, the Michigan Wolverines did not have seven-foot center Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson, who was a load for the Buckeyes to handle at different times when they have played him, uh, he wasn't out there because he had a stomach virus. And instead uh, of us winning, cashing in that seven-point lead, uh, we ended up with the stomach virus after the game. As Michigan rallied in the second half, Reels off a 14-to-1 spurt, comes back, and does to Ohio State what far too many teams have been doing to Ohio State lately. Far too many teams 
that Ohio State should be beating without much problem, including the Iowa Hawkeyes on Saturday, February the 19th. Beat Ohio State at home by 13. And then we win two in a row. A little shaky against Indiana, but great against Illinois, right? Oh, we're okay. We're cool. We're good. We're back. We beat Kofi Coburn. We made him look bad. We're going to win the Big Ten. No, we go to Maryland last Sunday. Oh, we get housed by 15. Come on, what is going on with the losses to second division teams? And I don't want to hear how good Maryland is. They have no business beating Ohio State, and they have no business beating Ohio State by 15. Then Nebraska at home. Oh, no worries. Nebraska's last in the Big Ten. Well, they beat Penn State, you know. Nobody beats Penn State like Nebraska did. Well, I'm not impressed. And Ohio State lost to Nebraska by eight. Figured it out for what? A hot second to beat Michigan State. And then back Sunday, second half, we forget how to cover the pick and roll. And it's just ugly on top of ugly. How does Michigan get 11 steals against us? Like, who's handling the ball? A fifth-grade basketball team? 11 steals with 13 turnovers. 11 of them were steals? We got... Outstolen 11 to 2 in that game? I'm at a loss for words momentarily because it wouldn't be a very good podcast if I was permanently at a loss for words, but that is abysmal. And I was shocked and a little chagrined to hear afterward that EJ Liddell was asked, What was the difference between the first half and the second half? And EJ Liddell said, Just effort. Just effort. Hello? That should never be. The issue, and it pains me, pains me, I tell you, to look at the Big Ten tournament bracket and see Rutgers, Rutgers with a double bye. Yes, the same Rutgers that Ohio State had an eight point lead on at Piscataway and let get away with a 10 0 rally down the stretch. That's really, really where things started to come off the rails for this Ohio State basketball team. A two-point loss at Rutgers, and then it was like, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Go up to Michigan, and we win by 11. Okay, everything's fine. No, we come back home and lose to Iowa. Oh, we beat Indiana in overtime, and we beat Illinois in Champaign. Everything's fine. No, it's not. If we lose at Maryland and we lose at home to Nebraska, then we're okay. We beat Sparty. No, we're not okay because we lost to the immortal Devonte Jones. Now, you're sitting there going, wait a minute, wait a minute, Bruce. Michigan was not only without Hunter Dickinson, they were without head coach Juwan Howard. Typically, that would be something that you would list, and I know my story on Press Pros Magazine said that Michigan was without its head coach, but you and I both know. You and I both know. Whether Juwan Howard knows it or not, you and I both know that Michigan is a better basketball team with Phil Martelli coaching them than they are with Jawan Howard coaching them. They may not be a better basketball team with Phil Martelli recruiting for them without Jawan Howard, but they are unquestionably a better basketball team with Phil Martelli coaching them. And so since Howard already got the talent there, and since two of them, Terrence Williams and Musa Diamante, got away with not murder but fisticuffs against Wisconsin, how are those guys not suspended? for the rest of the season, for throwing haymakers at the Wisconsin Badgers after the handshake line dust up up there. That's a joke, but of course it is because Kevin Warren is the Big Ten commissioner and anything he touches turns to, well, 
not gold. Let's put it that way. So Ohio State is going to play on Thursday night. Could have been worse, I guess. We could have ended up playing Nebraska in the second game, second night of the tournament. But Nebraska's in the upper bracket. They will take on Northwestern on Wednesday night at 6. And then we'll get Minnesota or Penn State. I I would hope we could beat one of them. I would hope if we win that game. And I say if because at this point in time, can you be sure Ohio State's going to beat anybody? Can you? Huh? No, you can't. Ohio State will play the winner of Minnesota-Penn State in the late game on Thursday night. And if they win that, then they will return and they will play on Friday against Purdue. Now, that will be Purdue's first game in the tournament and maybe Ohio State will have a little bit of mojo for Purdue because Purdue will have had to come out cold. They won't have gotten a look at the rims in what used to be Conseco Fieldhouse and used to be Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Who knows what they call it now. But all I know is that for me to feel good about this team coming out of the Big Ten tournament, I'm going to need to see them win two games in the tournament. But that said, it would not be the worst thing in the world if they lost to Purdue and didn't have to play Saturday or Sunday because this is a tired basketball team. Now, I'm not one to excuse their stinkeroo defense because their legs are tired. No, 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 no. I know they've played eight games in 16 days. I know they have had to curtail their practice time. But at some point in time, you have to stop making excuses for a team that loses repeated games that it should not lose. And that is what has happened to this team. Iowa at home, Maryland on the road, Nebraska at home, Michigan at home. Sorry, I can't give you a Pasadena on four bad losses down the stretch. Similarly, and this is where it gets into ticklish territory for me, because I have, once he stopped talking about how much he missed being the head coach at Butler, there was that very uncomfortable first few months on the job. I have been a big supporter of Chris Holtman as head coach because I thought he was a really good basketball coach. And I'm not saying I've changed my opinion on that because here's the deal. I don't believe, I say it. I said it about Greg Schiano when he was struggling, apparently, as defensive coordinator of the Ohio State football Buckeyes. I do not believe coaches get dumber from one year to the next. I think you have players who respond to your coaching and players who don't. Does Ohio State miss Terry Johnson, who's now at Purdue? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Terry Johnson, good assistant coach. He goes to Purdue. All of a sudden, Ohio State can't play defense. They couldn't play defense last year either, I guess I should admit. But it never landed on me as authentic and real when I kept hearing Ohio State, as the year progressed, talk about how much better defense it was playing because they just never seemed like a lockdown defensive team to me, and they certainly have not been a lockdown defensive team lately. And so I'm left to wonder, what will Ryan Peden's departure for Illinois State mean for Ohio State basketball? I don't know. Ultimately, it is the head coach's role and responsibility to win games. And if you're not winning the games you should win, that's not a good sign. But I will say that at this point in time, I'm giving Chris Holtman 
a the benefit of the doubt in that a they've had a ton of injuries. Okay, Kyle Young has been out. Feel really bad for Kyle Young. He's just a he concussions find him. They certainly do, and you know. I'm sure Kyle Young is thrilled to come back in the Big Ten tournament and play against Purdue and its ever-sharpening elbows. Somebody always ends up concussed. Kyle Young looking at that bracket, and he says, oh, oh, we get Minnesota and Penn State. If we win that, we get to play Purdue. And then if we win that, we get to play Michigan State, Wisconsin, or Maryland. Uh, Boy, Kyle Young might want to wear a helmet out there on the court, given the way those teams throw bows. So they didn't have Kyle Young. They've not had Justice suing all year. Michi Johnson got hurt in the middle of the Michigan game. Although, come on, I'm not giving you a Michi Johnson allowance. And they have had issues, of course, Seth Towns. Mm, what kind of a loss is that? I don't know. The real problem with this Ohio State basketball team is a couple things. Number one, Justin Arns is not hitting threes. I know he had four against Michigan, and I lost all faith. <laughs> I'll be brutally honest here. Justin Arn is a great kid. <laughs> is it just me? Or does it seem like every Big Ten team looks at Justin Arns and sees what a pit bull sees if it was looking into the meat case at Meyer? Like, I think teams look at Justin Arns and they see a lamb chop to attack on defense. Now, now. That may be just my imagination because plus minus on that game against Michigan, Justin Arns was plus five, which means Ohio State was plus five when he was on the court and nobody else on the team was in plus territory. Nobody else was in plus territory. So maybe I'm wrong on Justin Arns, but it sure seemed to me like teams attack him a lot. Malachi Branham, Malachi Branham got attacked. On defense, in the pick and roll, they put him in a spin cycle, and he did not know what to do with it. Of course, Ohio State can't even begin to think about playing without Malachi Branham. That would be suicide. We'd score like 30 points a game if we didn't have Malachi Branham. But it was a tough, tough day, and it's been a tough year injury-wise. And can they pull it out of the fire? Sure. They have the kind of a player in E.J. Liddell and in Malachi Branham who can win you a game by himself. And go get a shot by himself. That is what you need. But typically, but typically, friends, in March, what do you need? You need guards. And Ohio State's guards, not good. Not good. Malachi Branham's a forward, not a guard. Might be a slasher, big guard. But they typically, Zed Key, EJ Liddell, Malachi Branham, Jamari Wheeler, Eugene Brown. I think... Malachi, Eugene Brown, are they guards? Are they are they wings? Malachi handles it a lot lately and runs a lot of stuff for him, so maybe I'll give you that. But the real problem is, I should have just said it flat out. I didn't want to be mean. The real problem is, Jamari Wheeler is not an exceptional point guard. Sorry about it. He's not an exceptional point guard. I don't know how this keeps happening, but Michigan, two years in a row, has found... At the 11th hour, a point guard in the transfer portal that has, at least against us, made our point guard look bad at times. Last year it was Mike Smith. This year, on Sunday at least, it was Devontae Jones. Jamari Wheeler, supposed to be coming here from Penn State, supposed to be Mr. Defense. Jamari Wheeler gets beat 
a lot on defense. A lot on defense. But when you look at the point guards on Ohio State's roster, you got to look at the guys that Holtman has brought in. C.J. Walker, Jamari Wheeler, Michi Johnson. Average. Average. Average by Big Ten standards. Now, the recruits that they have coming in, Bruce Thornton, supposed to be all that. Let's hope he is. But... Ohio State needs to be better, much, much better at the point guard position. Okay, if you want to get better in your health insurance, then you want to go to auiinfo.com. That's a website. Click on it. Ask them your questions. Here's what I pay. Here's what I get. Am I covered? Is my copay ridiculous? Do I have the doctors that I want? auiinfo.com does a tremendous job. They do a health insurance checkup, not of you but of your health insurance. Free service, always. Business owners, use auiinfo.com. They don't pick an insurance company for you. You always pick it. That's the reason why they can stay in business is because they're paid by the insurance company. So check them out. auiinfo.com, great company. Rockstar, Chrissy is a rock star at AUI. You will love her. Everybody loves Chrissy, who I introduce her to. All right. Uh, One kind of sort of sports thing. It intersects culture. Uh, the swimmer at Penn, Leah Thomas, has been cleared to compete in the NCAA championships. Uh, I think this is horrendous for women's sports. I think it is horrendous for our culture. But I want to make clear, I have no animosity toward, nor would I want anyone else to have any animosity toward Leah Thomas, who is, um, in the best scenario, confused about gender issues. I shouldn't even have said that word because gender is a made-up concept. There is sex, male and female. Gender is made up by people who are doing something with language that I don't think is healthy for our culture. We have to know what words mean, and we have to stick to the meaning of those words and not allow other people to define those words. Leah Thomas is a biological man swimming in a women's swimsuit. It is... um, It is twisted that the people who are in charge of this sport are putting authentic female swimmers at Pennsylvania University and in the NCAA annals of women swimming through a sham of a competition where a biological male can compete against them for the same prize because it is not a fair playing field. Will Thomas, the former Will Thomas, now known as Leah Thomas, went through puberty, has the long limbs, big shoulders, narrow waist, muscle structure, DNA of a man because he is a man. Uh, still a man genetically. He's not had a sex change operation, and even if so, would not have lost the advantage that he has physically uh, being born and raised a biological man. I have a biblical objection to this, and I'll tell you what it is. The biblical objection to this is that God is sovereign. God has all authority. God is flawless. God does not make mistakes. Ergo, I cannot will not and never will subscribe to the belief that anyone who contends they are born the wrong sex is correct in that assumption. Because to agree with that is to agree that the God who made them is a flawed God. That is completely incompatible with 
what those of us who uh, authentically believe in God know of his nature, which is that he is all-knowing, flawless, perfect, and thus there is no way to accommodate the belief that a male or female could be born, quote-unquote, the wrong sex. Just not possible. So I wish the NCAA would protect women's sports. I do not believe this is about women's sports. I believe it is about much bigger things and much more nefarious things. But perhaps I will get into that in a future podcast. Uh, Before we get into the faith portion of the podcast, let me remind you that Willis Spangler Starling is my attorney firm of choice. They should be your attorney. They're awesome. They're on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. You will find them online at willisattorneys.com willisattorneys.com. They can handle probate, wills, estate planning, personal injury, employment law, social security, disability, any and everything. Willis Spangler Starling can do it. They'll do it with uh, acumen, expertise, and high character. Willis Spangler Starling online at willis, W-I-L-L-I-S, willisattorneys.com. In the faith portion of the podcast, I want to thank the people at Calvary Baptist Church in Bell Fountain, Ohio. They were so awesome to me during my Men of God conference. They, they asked me to speak over a year ago. I spoke twice uh, on Saturday morning. I spoke once on Saturday afternoon. They invited me back and had it already invited me back. I wasn't on a contingency basis for Sunday morning. And it just was, they were, um, they put on this Men of God conference and um, they were so nice to me and I felt driving home like I got the most amazing deal ever. I got invited to come. I was treated like royalty. And I walked out of there so on fire for God. Let me tell you about a cool thing that happened. When I was asked to speak, um, I did not know at the time that any of the men who were going to be at this conference were people who knew me when I was in high school. I was pretty sure there'd probably be one or two. There were a few, more than one, including two men who um, I knew in high school. One was a teammate of mine on my cross-country team. Uh, Spielman would chime in here. Two-time state champions. That's what he would say. (laughs) And another gentleman who played football and who was the brother of a, uh, a guy in my class who I knew pretty well. And when I realized these men would be at this conference, uh, my first thought was, boy, I bet they're looking at my name on this brochure as the speaker, and they're thinking, what's this knucklehead doing here telling us about God? And getting to speak to them at the conference, um, we shared a laugh over that because when I saw that they were going to be leading two of the breakout seminars, that thought never occurred to me at all. What are, what are these knuckleheads doing leading a seminar? Instead, what occurred to me was, wow, God must have done an amazing thing in these guys' lives. And he did. He did. Because both of them, both of them were utterly amazing. Utterly amazing. And I, I just am so grateful that I have um, a friendship with these two guys on a level now that I did not have in high school. And here's what's cool. Okay, here's what's cool. I look back at the personality traits of both these men in high school. And 
they had then personality traits, characteristics that they are using right now in the perfect way for God. One of them is just so approachable and so um, so gregarious and friendly, and he's in um, he's in education now, or he has a leadership position at a Christian school, and he's an administrator, and he casts a vision for his school, and I can only imagine how much the kids in the school love him because he's not intimidating, but he's sharp and on top of it and focused, and just wow, what he's what he's doing, I bet, is just amazing to watch. The other gentleman in high school had an electric personality. There are just people who, when they walk into a room, they there's like a bright light behind them or something. They just command the room. And he always had that in high school. After high school, he had that. I don't know exactly when he began, um, like myself, like realizing whoa, there's a better way to live. (laughs) Like, I don't have to try to do all this myself. Jesus did it for me. And he is using that same charisma and electric personality now to do amazing things with the people that he interacts with. And so God equips us with special gifts, talents, and abilities and prepares us for a role in his kingdom. Not because he can't do it himself, because he lets us do it so we can get the benefit of it. So we can get the benefit of it. Uh, There's a verse in Ephesians about, you know, not boasting, and it's, it's by faith that you've been saved, not by works, lest any man should boast. And the next verse is, But God has prepared acts of service. We are his workmanship, and he has prepared acts of service for us to do. And he does that to enrich us, embolden us, excite us, use us. And it's just like so super cool that I see my friends doing this now. And then I hope I've gotten a chance to do that. I loved, loved, loved speaking to these awesome men at the Men of God Conference at Calvary Christian, uh, excuse me, Calvary Baptist Church. And hey, man, if you need a speaker on Sunday morning, need a speaker for your men's group, I'd love to do it. Bruce at, what's my, oh no, it's wetacklelife at gmail.com. I don't want to give you my personal email because I get a lot of business and radio booking stuff in there, but uh, wetacklelife at gmail.com or bruce at 989theanswer.com. That'd be cool too. So thank you, Calvary Baptist Church. You invigorated me. And I could use a little of that on the old Buckeye basketball side, but hey, hey, much rather have it on the God side. With that, everybody have a great, great Monday. Talk to you again very, very soon here on the We Attack Life Podcast.